everyone, it's Alan Schemmel, and we're here for another Security Boulevard chat, DevOps chat, kind of combined. And I'm happy to have on our guest in this episode of chat, uh, Tim Je- Jefferson. And Tim is VP of Public Cloud for Barracuda. Is that correct, Tim? That's correct. Hi, Alan. Hey, welcome. You know, one of the interesting things in the security space is obviously cloud security has been a hot topic for seven, eight, nine, ten years uh, in, within security. But companies like Barracuda, I mean, you were known as a maybe a security as a service and you leverage the cloud to provide security. But, you know, VP of public cloud for Barracuda, tell us, what, what exactly is that? What are you doing? Yeah, Barracuda was one of the early adopters in trying to embrace uh, public cloud use cases. So very early on, they engaged the you know, Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure teams to understand how uh, Barracuda solution portfolio could be a good fit for that customer base. So very early on, I think we started discovering that the deployment environments for public cloud were very unique and different from from on-premise and that it required us to take a completely different approach and re-architect the solution portfolio. And we took a, a Aracuda is a really early adopter um, and as a result, you know, had strong early success and was one of the first ISVs um, to be deployed as a security ISV in those ecosystems. So with AWS, they were one of the first initial security competency uh, partners from the Amazon Partner Network. And with, with Azure, um, so much success, they were the Microsoft Azure Partner of the Year in 2016. So um, lots of early adoption and uh, knowledge from that, and we're trying to continue that moving forward. Absolutely. So, Tim, you know, one of the things about Barracuda over the years is that, you know, it started as sort of a, an on-prem firewall, and then, you know, the Barracuda line, I mean, included so many, so many different uh, security solutions, right? Managed, unmanaged, mm-hmm. as a service, on-prem, in the cloud. But one of the things that I think we, the and not Barracuda per se, but that the industry has struggled with is so much of our industry was based on the concept of a firewall, right? That molten, you know, uh, Moton Castle kind of setup, and then, you know, with with the cloud, yeah, we did see web application firewalls, right? Are obviously a very, obviously a very, uh, you know, popular piece of this. But you know, the, the sort of the traditional firewall coming to the cloud has not has not translated, but you know. Barracuda is kind of changing that now, bringing sort of a cloud-based firewall. Is is that fair to say? Yeah. So we we saw the same trends. You know that um, customers are challenged moving their on-premise security tools in the public cloud, and the reason why is that most of the, especially around network security, a lot of those solutions were purpose-built for data center. And a lot of the architectures in data center, when you try to cut and paste them and lift and ship them into public cloud, end up becoming real anti-patterns. So mm-hmm. everything that made a firewall great on-premise ends up being a real challenge when deployed in public cloud. So on-premise, 
uh, best practice architectures are building tightly coupled architectures that route all traffic through centralized policy enforcement points. These tend to be next generation firewalls. And as those environments grow and applications become uh, more complex and distributed, the firewalls need to scale vertically to handle more traffic. But in public cloud, a deployment best practice is, is to keep everything very loosely coupled and embrace microservices and making sure that your services scale elastically. So um, when customers try to lift and shift their security architectures in, they end up creating a lot of friction. And most of the cloud security architect community saw uh, firewalls initially as anti-patterns. Yeah. And, and Bear recognized this and we said, hey, we need to, we, we basically need to re-architect a whole new solution for the cloud. And, and we almost considered a whole new category, which is why we launched something we refer to now as cloud generation firewalls. So we now have a cloud generation web application firewall, which is purpose-built for public cloud deployment best practices. And then we have um, the cloud generation network firewall um, for the same thing. And these are built around sort of three principles of uh, deployment best practices in the public cloud environments. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Interesting. So, so Tim, that kind of, you know, this whole thing kind of, sort of brings Barracuda into, you know, the DevSecOps space, if you will, which I, I think many in our space may not be aware of yet. What 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 is the, you know, kind of what's Barracuda's uh, outlook on, on DevSecOps, if you will? Yeah, this is all kind of tip of the spear stuff for, for public cloud. So if you think about one of the main benefits of public cloud environments is that entire environment is code and it's all infrastructure and code. So now as um, developers, um, they, in addition to owning their application stacks, they now own the infrastructure stack they're deploying on. And this is kind of a new, new phenomenon. So they're building and deploying and owning their infrastructure and all the infrastructure is code. So the challenge is how do you build um, security expertise in this community and or how do you help the risk and security professionals participate in this, these new DevOps workflows? And um, that's principally what Barracuda has been trying to do is, is there are a few covenants that we've learned that uh, any security solution for public cloud has to support. The first thing is, as code, your the cloud generation firewall has to deploy in a way that supports the public cloud provider's deployment best practice. And, and every provider is different. You know, AWS has a whole host of native services that you have to integrate into in order to scale elastically um, and then leverage some of the native services. Uh, and they're different than those services that Azure has and, and Google and GCP has. Um, the second thing is, and this is one of the, the, the biggest uh, new areas, is commercial constraints. And a lot of developers, especially risk professionals, only deploy security when it goes into production. And historically, this has been around, if you ask questions and kind of weed through it all, it's because of cost, licensing costs. Traditionally, uh, point source security solutions can be very expensive. Those licenses cost expensive. So in a DevOps environment where you have tens or hundreds of staging environments, depending on the size of the organization, it becomes obviously cost prohibitive to buy that many licenses to deploy it in a distributed fashion, which would support the deployment best practices. So the, the onus is on ISVs like Barracuda to completely change the commercial model to facilitate DevSecOps workflows and eliminate the licensing costs. 
And that's precisely what we've done, leveraging a new feature with Amazon Web Services called metered billing. So now a, a DevOps engineer can automate the deployment of security architectures. They can build these cloud formation templates that have third-party security solutions like a web application firewall. It allows each dev team now to move fast and stay secure and write their own rule set for their, their applications um, and not have to worry about licensing costs. Now the only time they, the, the firewall has a licensing fee is when it sees traffic. So when you put it in production, so now all the deployments in your staging environments as you're rolling in blue-green or dev test environments, they don't incur licensing costs. So that, again, facilitates each dev team or each application team to, to have their own rules set, move quick, and automate the whole process, which is becoming a, a, um, a key principle. And, um, and again, the licensing only kicks in when, um, when it goes into production and sees traffic. So that's been... Yeah, you pay as you use and use as you go. So, so, Tim, you know, fascinating stuff. But what I find almost equally or even more fascinating is the idea that we're marketing this to developers, right? We're marketing this to people who are spinning up instances in the web, not necessarily to the, you know, quote-unquote security team. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been a big challenge in the, the ecosystem itself is yeah. um, we evolve risk and security professionals to um, become engineers or do we try to turn to development engineers into security professionals? And I think the best practice that has emerged is to have security and risk professionals who don't have software engineering expertise join the development team's sprints. And instead of dictating the architectures, they, they come in and say, here, here are the security controls that I need met in order for these applications to go live, right? If you're developing a healthcare app, you know, here's some HIPAA controls or uh, PCI, you know, here, here are a set of controls. And then they can participate in these sprints and, and allow the developers to choose the tools that fit their deployment model, a DevOps model, or in this case, DevSecOps, and then they could see weekly progress towards these controls getting met. And, you know, that's that's uh, strangely satisfying for, I think, for a lot of risk professionals because they're kind of used to the 18-month firewall refresh cycle where, you know, by the time the project gets done, it's laid over budget, everybody's angry. And to see sort of weekly progress of controls getting uh, absorbed in these in these sprints, um, you know, they, you know, it's good to see progress getting made. And then they also learn the language and nomenclature of DevOps and, and, and they're able to participate and le leverage their expertise, which is security, and allow the developers, again, to move fast and choose the tools that support their model the best. Absolutely. And, and you know what? That's DevSecOps, man. That's it right there. You just, I think you just nailed it. Um, so, Tim. You know, we're almost out of time here. As I mentioned earlier, we only these only go for about fifteen minutes. Um, Barracuda, we we really need to. I just need to address it. Barracuda recently announced that it was being acquired. It was a public entity. It's being acquired by Tama Bravo, the large uh, private equity group, and I guess they'll be taking it private. Any, we will probably know what you're allowed to say and not say. But any change as a result of this? Yeah, I mean, there's not much I can say other than what's in the press release. Um, the, the the deal should close in February. Um, obviously, we're we're very anxious. We don't anticipate any changes. Um, you know, Tom and Bravo is very excited about the 
uh, Barracuda and the progress we made around public cloud and email security. And you know, we're looking forward to uh, a great relationship with them moving forward. Excellent. Well, Tim Jefferson, uh, VP Public Cloud Barracuda, thanks for being our guest on this DevOps, combined DevOps and Security Boulevard chat. Interesting to hear what's happening with Barracuda on the uh, public cloud front. And maybe we can have you on again soon and get an update. And uh, you know, certainly after the first of the year, we'll be in full rev up for RSA and we'll be doing some more of this kind of work. So keep up the great work and, and thanks for being our guest today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alan, and, and look forward to catching up with you guys at RSA. For sure. Hey, Tim Jefferson, VP Cloud, Public Cloud at Barracuda, our guest this week on DevOps Chat and Security Boulevard Chat. This is Alan Schimmel, and we'll see you soon on another chat.